have some. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome to the show. Another round of talking about things that I'm not. I'm not so sure everybody in the world deems. You know, things like Ghostbusters and Star Wars and toys and action figures and Jurassic Park. I don't know if everybody thinks they're as important as we do, but I know I wake up in the morning and I go, hey, I want to talk about Ghostbusters with my friends today. (laughs) And then I do it. And that's why we do this. If you were wondering why we do this, Mm. that's why we do this. Uh, great reminder. Thank you. I just wanted to remind everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, my co-hosts are here as always. Abigail Gardner, how are you? Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm doing well. Had a good day, and I'm really happy to be podcasting with you, too. It's <laughs> one of life's uh, pleasures. One of the, you know, the journey that we are on is it, much like Jacob Walsh, who I believe is just finishing up the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, much like that journey, life is full of ups and downs. Uh, Jake, how are you? How are your books? Are you, are you recovering? You talked about it pretty openly that this was a, uh, an emotional thing for you. Well, I don't know if I talked about it openly. I talked about it in a chat with a couple of best friends. Um, you no, posted now you're making it public. No, Thank you. You're making my business public. No, you had an okay. Instagram story that was like you reading the book and the next one was you like jumping off a bridge or something. Yeah, but know. you know what? There's this thing that you can do on Instagram where you can make it where only certain people see those things. So oh, yeah. thanks, Greg. Um, do I need to edit Whoa, this? did you just out Jake no, I'm the Lord of the Rings um, fan and <laughs> add Advent? Guys, don't tell him that I like the ring. Avid reader. Are you a ring? Are you a Dude, ring I'm a, a ringer. That's what they yeah. call them. Ringers. I don't know. Um, uh, no, but yeah, I finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, fi- I finished reading the, you know, the saga of Lord of the Rings and, uh, it felt really good to, to get something like that uh, kind of under your belt. And it's also like, you know, one of the greatest stories ever told. And uh, it was emotional and it was, and I think it was emotional partly because you're finishing something like, you know, I've loved the movies forever. Mm-hmm. I read the Hobbit when I was in high school. So it's like, it's been a long time, you know, and when you finally finish something like that, there's sort of a, you know, there's just emotion that goes with that. And then also the end of the book is kind of emotional. It's like a grieving period. Yeah. Yeah. And it's awesome. So uh, it's, it's a really good, it's a really good set of books. And uh, if anybody is like thinking about, you know, reading them or or anything like that, there is an audio version that is read by Andy Serkis. Um, You know, the guy who plays Gollum. So anytime Gollum, talks he's doing the Gollum voice and he does voices for the other characters too he does a he he sounds literally exactly like sam when he does sam's voice he's he does everybody's voice and uh it was a really fun listen because it it feels like you're it almost feels like cinematic like you're listening to the extra extended version of the movie or something Mm -hmm. it was great sure it Mm -hmm. was good it felt good that's awesome yeah that's really cool I know that's a good feeling of accomplishment, which I congratulate you, Jacob. But it's also like that thing when you, um, when you're invested in in a piece of media. Like I, I always go back to Lost because I was so in to mm-hmm. Lost, and it was an all-consuming thing. I was going to sleep thinking about it, waking up thinking about it, and you'd been watching it for six years. And I, I've said this before on the podcast, and but I'm not being facetious. The only 
and Abby, you said it a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could call it when Lost ended was actual grief. Like I had an emptiness within me. I felt like a piece of my soul yeah. had been ripped open. And especially the way it ended, like, you know, people debate whether or not season six of Lost is great or up to par, but I, I think the finale is incredible. And mm-hmm. it really uh <laughs> at times was emotionally devastating. And I just remember going to work the next day feeling like, what's the point of going on for yeah. me? Like it's over. Yeah. Grief <laughs> is appears when uh, there's a change in routine. Cause that's like a loss of something that you've had. So when you're used to listening to the book or used to watching the show and talking to people about it, it's a huge piece that goes away. So it's right. totally normal to cry and to feel those emotions. Do you think when we end YHS, you know, in 40 years or whatever, uh, do you think people feel that grief? <laughs> hey, I like to think so. I like no, to No, they're going to be like good about time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not going to be grief carga. Right, right. <laughs> they're going to just be like thank <laughs> it's going to be like in a what about Bob when when the the one uh the one um uh <laughs> therapist finally gets rid of Bob, he's like it's over. Yeah. <laughs> they Jason. finally stop. Jason Reitman's nephews, like, good. I don't have to invite those guys to Comic Con anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, imagine that. Yeah. Like fifty years. Breaking news. I knew, I knew your grandfather. <laughs> Breaking news from Entertainment I Weekly. I gotta go wheel YHS around. Oh, should I not say that? Jason Reitman's granddaughter to direct <laughs> reboot set in original universe. <laughs> uh, and we'll be like, this is gonna be amazing. Um. It is, man. I, I love. I mean, and by the way, they're doing somebody. Um, the people who did that blockbuster documentary, the last blockbuster on Earth, mm-hmm. it was announced this week. They're doing a documentary on Lost, and I'm excited about that. Okay, I think that's pretty yeah, cool. That's a pretty quality doc. Uh, I mean, hopefully they can get all the. You know, I, has anybody seen Matthew Fox in ten years? Like, He's I want to know what's on the island, dude. Yeah, that'll be like the thorough, like the thread that weaves it till yeah. the end. Like, we're gonna finally see. Oh, man. Jack. The butting of heads between Jack and uh, John Locke. I'll never forget. Um, well, listen, guys. So, uh, again, this week, we want to make sure you're getting your, your your YHS fix. We do have Mandatory Mando happening as well, so we appreciate everybody tuning in. Mandalorian is rocking and rolling. It's awesome when there's new Star Wars. And I wanted to kind of just touch on a few things. So, um, we have not seen the new Scream yet as of recording, so we will, you know, next week. Uh, or a week after you hear this, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about our thoughts and feelings on mm-hmm. Scream 6 um, in New York. I saw the directors say that they actually studied uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. That, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, somebody else studied it besides um, us. Does that mean that they're only in New York for the last 15 minutes of this movie? Yes. Because it's mostly on a boat. That's what I was about to say. We're getting on the boat. Imagine it's like Triangle of Sadness, but with Ghostface. It's going to yeah. be amazing. It's going to hold on. It's going to start in Woodsboro, but you find out that the Woodsboro, Woodsboro Bay leads directly to new york city yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. direct canal. 100 california to new york mm-hmm. it's about an eight hour trip mm-hmm. Musical um, co- performances included inside of the cruise <laughs> yes yeah. Ghostface and the killers mm-hmm. uh the actual band the killers they're gonna play it's gonna be great uh are they good Probably. actually they're the killers all along <laughs> thank you um so but yeah there's some stuff going on in the news there's some ghostbuster stuff i want to get to but there's some star wars stuff so 
Um, and there's actually Lord of the Rings stuff. Warner Brothers coming out saying they are making Lord of the Rings uh, films and continuing the the legacy of the Peter Jackson trilogy and the Hobbits. Um, I kind of want to get pick your guys' brains on it. I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy, but we know that the Amazon show covering, I guess, what is it? The second age with rings mm-hmm. of power mm-hmm. and Warner brothers has rights to the third age, which is what encapsulates the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Hobbit. I think the Summerillion. Uh, Jake, I'll start with you, man. Are you excited about like canonical continuation of the, the film series or does it, does it feel like to me, it feels a little bit like might be reaching a little bit. Like it's going to have to be really good. We're on the fourth Ghostbusters movie, so <laughs> like that's a dumb thought. I think you're having. Uh, Lord of the I Rings. Just don't care about Lord, Lo- of the Rings, Lord of the Rings exists. Those movies are out, and they're um, they're really really well done. Especially after reading the books, being like, oh, they really adapted this as close as they really possibly. There's not much change in there. There's a little bit here and there, but nothing that's like out of left field. Um, those movies exist and whatever these are, aren't going to ruin that, that, that that's out there. So sure. Sure. Um, and you know, when I got done reading return of the King, there's two hours of appendices at the, at the end of the book that are literally just them being like, Oh, here's what happened to every character either before the events in the story or after the events in the story. And it's plenty of stuff. There's there's plenty in there to make more movies or whatever. And some of that stuff was already adapted. They put some of that in the Hobbit movie. But um, I think there's plenty out there. I mean, the Silmarillion, I haven't read that yet, but there's, you know, it's a big book. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably, the yeah, I think there's probably plenty of stuff. And if it's bad, fuck it. It's bad. We, you know, like we'll, we're going to live through it. I, <laughs> more Lord of the Rings is a good thing to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think I I agree with you, Jacob. That's like where I stand. Um, I read the uh, or the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Return of the King, Two Towers. I read those a long time ago um, in high school. But when I think about all that bonus stuff, I remember reading it and like just getting so excited to talk to my brother about it. And I think that you're right if you pick off of some like fresh, undiscovered territory, and if it involves characters that we've grown to love uh, from the those you know first three, that would be really great. Yeah, and Warner Brothers, they want to do the same thing with Harry Potter. I think that's where they're going to have a little bit of, a, of an issue because those Fantastic Beast movies didn't really... Yeah, they weren't that fantastic. They weren't. Yeah, yeah. They should have called those kind of okay beasts and yeah. where to find them. I mean, I think uh, just like Star Wars, like you got to remember, I mean, Abby, when was the last Harry Potter movie? It's like 10 years ago already, maybe 15. Like, Yeah, I think we're closing in on the 10 year mark. Yeah. And they're going to want like they Warner brothers is going to approach, you know, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and them to, uh, Mm -hmm. they're going to want them to do more. But like, if you listen to interviews with them, they're kind of over it. They, they're also trying to distance uh, distance themselves from, from JK Rowling. Like there just seems to be a lot. I bet you, uh, I bet you, I bet you Rupert Grant will do it. He's not doing a lot. I don't (laughs) think he's, uh, his career is not looking, (laughs) you know, so hot, yeah. He's Daniel uh, Radcliffe's doing great. He's done a lot of really cool things since uh, Harry Potter, but um, sure. Yeah. And Emma Watson's probably she's gonna be fine. Yeah, she's, she's fine. fine. Yeah, she's fine. 
But again, like I, th- I think, don't you think it would almost be like a Force Awakens type level of if they did like a legacy sequel with those original characters? I mean, there, there is. The, I think they'd have to wait. Wait, like which one are we talking about? Yeah. Harry, Potter right okay. Okay. Harry Potter, right now. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I think. Well, there's the Cursed Child, which is the stage play. Now, there's a rumor. Listen to this: the Cursed Child, which is like the ninth Harry Potter, um, was on Broadway a couple years ago. But yeah. there's a rumor that they want to get the original cast back to do a recorded version of the play for HBO Max. Oh, okay. Kind of interesting. Okay. I'm not the, the, get- the Harry Potter stuff I don't care about as much. Like if it happens, I don't care either way, you know, like cool, right. whatever that I don't have any, uh, I don't have an attachment to Harry Potter in any kind of way other than like walking through Daikon Alley at Universal Studios. Right. That is yeah. more fun to me than watching the movies, but yeah. Yeah. I had serious attachment to the books and I read them when I was like 18, um, going through a tough time. So it was, it was nice to read those, but JK Rowling has kind of like soured the whole thing for me recently with just yeah. not backing down on her statements and just, she just needs to chill. Like, why are you, yeah, why is this the, your hill to die? Yeah, on? Your fan base is like super, LGBTQ, like these are books that help people who are feeling alone feel connected. And She's mad. She's like, if I would have known these books would help people, I would have written them differently. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's weird that she was like literally like, wasn't she like really like destitute when she wrote Harry Potter and she like became a billionaire? I mean, I think the story is kind of exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. nobody knows. Like, I just picture, I just picture like J.K. Rowling. Was was it? Didn't she? Hold on. Didn't she used to work for Ebenezer Scrooge? (laughs) Yes. She would light the candles, and then she got her napkin out, and she wrote. I'm pretty sure she worked on Christmas. Yeah. Hold on one second, guys. I got to turn this heat off. Yeah, she had a tiny Tim too. She never helped him. No, especially after he became Tiny Tabitha. <laughs> or them. <laughs> okay, we're cutting I'm all cutting that. I'm cutting all that out. All right. Oh, is it recording? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that out. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting with, like, all these legacy sequels because it's uh, it's still, like, a major priority for all these companies. And, in fact, Kevin Feige um, – oh, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry I made a mistake. <laughs> Bob Iger – uh, you know, came back as the CEO of Disney and he had some interesting statements about how with Marvel and Star Wars specifically, they're going to be very careful going forward, meaning that they're going to go over uh, quality over quantity. Wow. Is- <laughs> about to- like, oh, now they're going to mm. do that now. Fucking three trilogies and then a whole bunch of bullshit and then a ton <laughs> of TV shows in. They're finally going to be like, no, hold on. Yeah. We're gonna go about this in a very careful man. Where where you been, Bob? Well, he left for two years, and then and then uh, they opened Did up a he Star come Wars. Back? He came back specifically because he saw how shitty Disney Plus is now. He's like, I can't, I can't sit here and watch another Ant Man <laughs> or another news- fucking. Well, listen. No, you're kind of right. Like Bob Iger left, and Bob Chapik took over. Everything kind of went to shit. They opened up a Star Wars hotel that's falling apart at the seams, and you know, <laughs> hey, we that. should go stay there now. <laughs> oh, well, is it cheap? Is it really cheap yet? Is it thirty dollars a night yet? It's the it's the Red Roof Inn on Tatooine, <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> that's where I want to stay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so Alex working there back or? to you anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they don't want you to interact with the characters. Like, Hey, don't stay away from the locals. It's a, little, it's a rough area. <laughs> no, but seriously. So Bob Iger's talking about Marvel specifically. And he, he, there's some interesting quotes I think worth uh, talking about. So, um, so he's appearing and he was on this Morgan Stanley teleconference thing talking about, uh, uh, the future. And he's talking about Marvel and he says, listen, there's 7,000 characters in Marvel. There's a lot more stories to tell. What we have to look at as Marvel is not necessarily the volume of stories we're telling, but how many times we can go back to the well on certain characters. Sequels typically work for us, but do you need a third and a fourth, for instance, or is it time for new characters? Um, and then he goes on to talk about what they're building towards with Avengers Kang dynasty and everything. He, he says it's going to be an all new team of Avengers. So, um, you know, is listen, I want to see Iron Man and Captain America and all that, but I do agree that do we need Ant-Man three? Do we need Thor five and six? Like I, I agree that much like they did with guardians of the galaxy and other characters, like mind the well, but also slow down. Not everybody needs their own Disney Plus show. Not everybody needs, you know, to be introduced. Like, I think one of the who don't get me started. I feel so bad for the actress playing Ironheart. The way they just like put her in Black Panther and like literally set her up for failure because it was just like clearly like, oh, we got to set up that new Disney Plus show, which look, it might not even happen now. Like, Marvel, slow down. That's what I say. I'm glad Bob Iger's saying Yeah, it's like live in the present instead of constantly in the future of like, well, how will this affect what we're doing later on? It's like, well, is it even wrong. That's the wrong way to make... You don't make a movie just just for the sole purpose of setting up the future movie. No. Make a movie. Make a movie. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about 10 years from now. Right. Yeah. I think it's hard for them to not because of how successful. That's, well, I mean, that's why early MCU was so good. You right. know? That's why no, like right. Iron Man one was a story about Iron Man. It mm-hmm. wasn't a story about like, well, in five years, there's going to be an Avengers movie. So right. fill this time. Right. Yeah. I just, uh, Captain America, the first one was on TV yesterday. I was watching it and it's, it, it's a really good movie and it doesn't, have to be part of like a synergy network to get you ready for the next thing. Cause that just, that feels almost corporate or greedy. Well, or what they, yeah, what they did. As, a, the, no, you're right. The original plan is they would do it in the post credit scenes, right? Like, Oh, there's Thor's hammer. That sets up the next one. Um, but I think people kind of got used to it. And now like we're all, I know I'm guilty of being underwhelmed by post credit scenes because it's like, you're, you're kind of like, the whole movie's a post credit scene. <laughs> the whole movie's a post credit scene to advertise the next movie. <laughs> oh, this is where Ryan would step in because he. This is the thing he's been ranting about for a long time. Ryan Dole mm-hmm. of Toy Anxiety. He he always says is like when you when you focus on like like Abby just said like we're all saying when you keep focus on building towards the next thing and dropping the Easter egg that lets people know about what's coming next like. And I think that's why, like, something like Guardians of the Galaxy still exists as its own. Like, we watched the first Guardians the other day. Same to Captain America. Same as Iron Man. It just exists. Like, yeah, it introduces Thanos and, and all that. But you don't get the sense that, like, that James Gunn was getting a ton of notes of, like, do this, do this, and do this to set up, you know, X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. No I, pressure to rush to the end or, like, to wait and hold your expectations for something that big that's going to happen. It's right. like you forget about the movie. 
Um, Bob Iger, he talked about Star Wars as well. This is what he says. As far as Star Wars goes, Iger said that disappointing box office returns for Solo and one or two standalone films integrated among three Staga installments gave us pause. Um, he says the cadence was too aggressive. Disney is still developing Star Wars films, but we're going to make sure when we make one, it's the right one. And that kind of goes along with the stuff that came out this week, confirmed, uh, I think, by Variety or Deadline, that the Kevin Feige Star Wars movie is not happening. Uh, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie that had a whole trailer a couple of years ago, Rogue Squadron, not happening. Um, when I said, I could see the look in both of your eyes. Like, I could see your I energy. Thought we already I saw that one that. coming. I yeah. thought we, like, I I was sure whenever I read this, whatever, yesterday or whatever, uh, the last few days that this happened, I was like, hold on. I thought it already came out that that movie wasn't happening. Did I well, make was, that up or? No, they, they kind of said it's on pause, on indefinite pause. And Patty well, Jenkins. That means it's not. You can't come out and be like, oh, we pressed pause. No. That She's having a done. tough year. That means you're done, dude. James Gunn yeah. was like, no, you're not doing Wonder Woman 3. And then Lucasfilm was like, you're not making Star Wars. And, you know, well, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 2 was really, really bad. <sighs> yes, I would say to. And if like, your work is bad, sometimes you don't continue to get work. That's how it should be. But that's not <laughs> how it always happens. Sure, sure, sure. Um, So as far as in development Star Wars films. Taika Waititi is seems to be the the closest to to possibly getting a green light. The article on Hollywood Reporter, or whatever, said he might be also in the movie as a character. Yeah, I think he. I think they said he's going to play. Um, he's going to play like an older Grogu. What? No, stop. <laughs> funny with that. I totally name. bought it. <laughs> I was like, what? It's just him with Yoda ears. Yes, painted yes. green. Hey, yeah. I bet it would be His funny and yeah. somehow heartwarming. Yeah, I'm Grogu. I'm Grogu, hey, man. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I'm Grogu. <laughs> um, well, that's why they're trying to resurrect IG-11 so hard because Taika, Taika Waititi's he's making them do it. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing that was in development was Damon Lindelof was writing a Star Wars movie, speaking of Lost. So speculation is that something will be announced at Star Wars Celebration. And they kind of allude. Listen, one thing you got to remember about these articles: these articles are on purpose. They are working with Lucasfilm to get specific bits of information out there. And one of the things it says in there is speculation that there could be a new movie announced at Star Wars Celebration. Whether it's one of these or something top secret we haven't heard about remains to be seen. I'm thinking. It's something we haven't heard about. That it's something we something haven't heard to, about. Yeah, they went scrap all this, get it off the table. It's not working. Let's now, start something fresh. This is where this is where the fun begins. Okay, this is what I've been building to. We are huge Star Wars fans. We just are. Okay. Whoa. Boot to Eve classic. Boot to Eve classic. Yeah, we're in this room. I read uh, the Mando whole history of Boot to Eve today, so we'll talk about that on Mando. You mean you watched? You mean you watched the Phantom Menace for the first time today? <laughs> oh my god! Can I tell? Can we? Can, can I? What the Chris Rock thing? What? <laughs> god, no! Fuck that! No, <laughs> we're not. No. <laughs> Why not? Because it's, it's fun. <laughs> Anyways, well, that'll be for the after. That'll show. be for the after. We're on limited time here. I'm trying to. I get know. I know. It's, it's a good moment. Chris Rock was bullied as a kid. Craig was like, well, do you know 
Chris Rock's whole background. And I was like, you mean everybody hates Chris? God Have I it. seen the entire show? Nobody's seen that show. Okay. Anyway. All right. That was the joke. Okay. Um, Chris Rock was paid $40 million by Netflix for that special. So I would have taken a hit from Will Smith for, for 40 10 million. minutes for that. For, 10, for the only for the 10 minutes that were funny. The last bit. Yeah. And relevant. That's so listen, awesome. Hey, good for him. I like back. That. Back to Star Wars. Back to Ooh, Star Wars. We talk about Star Wars. So, when it comes to what we want out of a new Star Wars movie, I have I've been thinking long and hard about this, and I've come to two conclusions. I think a Star Wars movie, and I think Bob Iger's kind of alluding to this. It has to be big. It has to be special. It can't be just some you know spinoff, one-off story. I personally think there's only two options for Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. On you know the shows are different ballgame. I think one, you either need to do episode 10 and somehow continue the original saga, or you need to start a new saga. You need to start an important Star Wars trilogy set, you know, maybe in the in the very far future, thousands of years after the original trilogy. But we need the logo, we need the scroll. We need like they I think they've underestimated how important it is to sit in a theater and have Star Wars happen to you. I still think without the scroll, you're missing something, right? I want when I watch a Star Wars movie, I want to be invested in a long-term story. That's me personally. Okay. The guy who doesn't read is complaining about not having a scroll. I <laughs> love reading that scroll. He's like, he, he's like, I really, I've read Star Wars: A New Hope, you know, fifty times. It's like that's not <laughs> maybe a hundred. Yeah, um, I think the next movie should be Episode Eight. <laughs> Start where they left off, you know. Do Episode Eight. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> the Last Jedi. Again. Rebooted. Um, but I, no. In all seriousness, I think like. Um, yeah, I think that's what they're going to do, though, Craig. It's going to be something. It will be some. The smart thing to do would 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 be to. Well, God, it's kind of what they. It's like the smart thing to do would be to do Force Awakens again, but follow through this time. Do something right. that's far enough in the future where 90% of your characters are brand new, but yep. maybe you can have one or two links here and there. That makes sense. Sure. Um, which is what the force awakens was. They just fucked up after the force awakens. So, sure. Okay. Um, I think there would be lots and lots of backlash if they just continued the saga. Sure. Um, unless it was just like a one-off movie that filled in a gap somewhere in the saga. So it's right. still a saga film, but it's not, three movie Luke and Leia training make a movie out of it. I don't know something like that whatever but um I'm think sorry Continue. no go ahead cuz I don't I was just I was. thinking about like what are Star Wars most important assets right now like what has the most interest for like the general population and I I can't help but think of and I know she's getting a show Ahsoka and Grogu and Mando and it, I don't know if a show would also tie into a movie, but I feel like there is, there's more story, especially from Clone Wars and watching her rise or something that I don't know. Like just, don't, with listen, Rosario Dawson, I feel like it. W- I don't know. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something involving that. If they got out at Star Wars Celebration and said, 
after Ahsoka and after season four of Mandalorian, it's all going to culminate in a movie. I wouldn't be mad about it. Like I would be excited about it. Yeah. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up mine for sure. <laughs> Cause like, it sounds like a dream scenario. Let's but not, let's remind would, people we're not an official source. for Lucasfilm yeah. News. Here. I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad about that either, but also it doesn't sound like if they're trying to be like, Hey, we're going to be really careful with what we do. We want to do a movie. That's for sure. A hit that to me doesn't sound like, Oh, just make the shows a movie. That, Cause right. that's already, that's already happening. That's all already playing out. There's so many shows happening that involve those characters that to me, if they're making a film, I don't think there's any way that it's going to have anything to do with any character that's on TV right now. Yeah. Do you think Dave Filoni will be involved? Well, that's I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. I think I think that's what they should do. I think I think Dave Filoni should own Star Wars at this point. Right. Just give it to him. I, that's the only reason because Ahsoka's his little baby. Well, here's the thing. I want to be clear. Dave Filoni's very involved in Mandalorian, but that's John Favreau's show. Dave yeah. Filoni is doing Ahsoka. He did Tales of the Jedi. I would say he is ready to write and direct a Star Wars trilogy. And he's he's the one who should do it. And I I, I do think it should be a sequel. I think it, you need to go forward. There's always going to be room to fill in the old Republic and everything else, but it feels more impactful to me if you say set 500 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker, a brand new saga, the first episode of a new trilogy. Like, who's not going to be that way? Excited about? Yeah, sure. Because it can still you open up with Grogu's death. (laughs) I feel like it would have to be about. You you can't I don't think you can set a movie in the saga and it not be about Jedi and Sith. It sure. has to be. Like that's the story. Be. So I mean, if you set something really, really far, then it would make sense to be yeah. you know, times a circle. It, it's it just starts over it again. Starts or over. something, yeah. you know, some sort of evil in the universe has to come from somewhere. Right. And I think because Listen, I like the sequel trilogy characters for the most yeah, part. I could see Ray come back. I would be happy for that. I could see Ray or Finn getting a Disney Plus show or a Disney Plus like short film or something like that. Like, but I don't think the, the article talks about how Rise of Skywalker was successful, but not anywhere near the level of Force Awakens. I don't think they're gonna bet on new Star Wars movies with with Daisy Ridley. I just don't think they are. No. I think yeah, it would be all, it's gonna be all new. It it's going to be, be all, all new, new but I think I do think that I, I listen. Mandalorian has proved me wrong. It is an amazing show. It has the magic of Star Wars. It's everything you want out of Star Wars. But at the end of the day, it is a TV show, and I want opening night Star Wars. You know that film going experience, and it sounds like we're maybe twenty twenty five is the, at the earliest, but that's already six years after Rise of Skywalker. I don't need to be waiting 10 years for more Star Wars movies. Guys, I've really done it game. before, you know? Yeah, but we, it wasn't did fun. It before. But anyway. we'll do it again. <laughs> um, so I'm excited. I hope, you know, you guys let us let us know what you think, what what you whether you're in the the YHS Discord or, you know, group therapy. I kind of want to know where everybody's heads at with with Star Wars and uh we're less than a month away from celebration. Mm-hmm. Um 
So maybe we'll get some announcements. I think we're going to get an Ahsoka trailer at least, but that for sure. Like that's yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts. Let's know your thoughts. We'll um, be reading them before we uh, wrap up and, and scoot on over to mandatory Mando. I guess we should address some of this ghostbuster stuff that's been happening. Sure. Okay. The movie firehouse working title firehouse. There is no other working title. Don't believe the internet. Just firehouse ghostbusters fan. What was that thing called? We went to ecto fest. Mm-hmm. I almost called it ghostbusters fan fiction. Ghostbusters ecto fest. <laughs> Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan got on stage and said, we're working on the next chapter of the Spangler family saga. The working title is firehouse. I get where it all came from. Production weekly still has a, it has it listed as hell's kitchen. That is not the correct title. Hook and ladder. (laughs) Just remembering. What? Somebody yelled yelled that in actor. Yeah. Cause that's what you see. And then it, Pans up to Firehouse, as I recall. Well, listen, all I'm going to say is this. I have begun curating a list of what I think this movie is going to be called. I've got about 15 options so far. So I think I'm going to read these out. None of them are great. Right now? Right now. Oh, I can't wait. Let's do it. And we'll we'll, we'll keep adding to the list and we'll see if um, I'm right when they announce the movie. Cool. All right. First, Ghostbusters Firehouse. <laughs> it could just be called Ghostbusters Firehouse. Probably not. Um, all right. Here we go. The Ghostbusters. The go- just the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters. Yeah. All right. Uh, Return of the Ghostbusters. Return of the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Incorporated. Ghostbusters Forever. <clears throat> go- Ghostbusters Containment. Ghostbusters Revelations, Ghostbusters Back to New York, Ghostbusters Rebirth, Ghostbusters We're Back, Ghostbusters Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) It's still got to be up there. Isn't that Daredevil? Yeah. Ghostbusters Reborn, Ghostbusters We're Back, and Ghostbusters Back in Business. Now, knowing nothing about the plot, that's the best I could come up with right now. The only one I liked was Ghostbusters Revelation. Thank you. Because that ties into the original and it's biblical and that stuff. So it sounds like it could work. Thank you. Didn't like any of the others, though. Thank you. (laughs) So if if Ghost Corps listening, Abby says no to most of those. Don't hire Craig to write titles. If if Ghost Corps is listening, just call it Ghostbusters. (laughs) Or Ghostbusters 4. They're not going to call it Ghostbusters We don't need – we don't need – those are all dumb. I'm sorry, no, Greg. I love you. You took time. Ah. They're all. D- I've said it before. I didn't take that um, much. Time. Did you Subtitles write those during our this? No, I wrote those on the <laughs> toilet. Oh, nice. Okay, that's when the good thoughts come out. No Apparently subtitle. Not. I don't need it. I think it could be called the Ghostbusters. Why? Mm-hmm. That sounds so pretentious. Put a the in front of it, and then in the trailer, put the get the theme song, but do it in piano. It feels lazy to me. It's like. I hate it. The Suicide Squad is a name that as a reaction because it can't be called Suicide Squad. Well, they, they're not going to call it Ghostbusters. It's not going to be like Scream. Why? It's, it's Ghostbusters. That's what it's called. This Ghostbusters. Generation. Hey, Ghostbusters 2 is called Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Why can't they just call it Ghostbusters? 
I just don't because we live in a world full of idiots. No, there has to be a subtitle so dumb pieces of shit can know that it's not the same (laughs) as the 84 Ghostbusters. Is that why? That's why subtitles exist. Yeah. I mean, it's actually because people are like, oh, I don't know which one it is. There's too many. Uh, I did not put on Ghostbusters Fallen Kingdom on the list, (laughs) but I wanted to. (laughs) Ghostbusters Dominion. Something with four. Oh, well, Ghostbusters Fortnite. (laughs) Four. I think four. Yeah. The four. It's just Ghostbusters. Just call it Ghostbusters for me. Ghostbusters for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 1-800-Ghostbusters for me. Here's the one I'll be okay with. Ghostbusters. For life. <laughs> we got your back. What about, hold on, before we wrap up, what if it's called Ghostbusters? Fuck, I don't know. Raise a cult. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Maybe it's a good, listen. Ghostbusters, without, colon, what do you want? Here's the thing. Afterlife is a great title because, thank you. Yeah, Ghostbusters, who you get a call? I remember when they were like, oh, it's going to be called Answer the Call. It's like, no, it's not. I, I literally on the podcast was like, there's no way everyone, anyone's ever going to call it Answer the Call. And then now that's literally that's what, what you call it, Answer the Call. Yeah. But, anyways, <laughs> well, listen, what we're saying, guys, we're going to have so much more on Ghostbusters as production starts ramping up. Can't um, wait. The only other things were there's a picture of Gil Keenan wearing ecto goggles and he looked great. So cool. It actually, I didn't do this. You know, in the caption, he's got you or in the he's got a peace sign up. Yeah. I almost left a comment on Jason Reitman's thing that said, This was right after Jason Reitman asked Gil, which is the best Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, should have done it. <laughs> I thought that would be pretty cool, but I didn't. I didn't. Because if Jason Reitman didn't like it. I would Ooh. then have a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! He saw it. He saw it. He didn't oh like it. He saw it. He didn't reply. Oh. And then I try to make I make it worse. I'm like, J.K. Everybody knows the original is the best. <laughs> Ivan Reitman for Not life. Patrick Day. <laughs> but then I'm like, wait a minute. Ivan Reitman directed both. <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I sometimes I wonder. I, I we here. Last thing. We've never heard Jason Reitman's actual opinion on Ghostbusters two. I'm not sure he loves it. I'm not sure he loves it. That's why he left out the Ecto 1A. <laughs> Next time we interview Jason Reitman, I'm going to say, tell us your original opinion or your real opinion on Ghostbusters 2. And also, if you had to remake one more Ivan Reitman movie that's not Ghostbusters, what would it be? And why is it Evolution? And why? And when are you going to do it? <laughs> oh. Evolution, Evolution Afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just do it. That movie's not bad. Kindergarten Cop. I like it. Senior High School Cop. Um, all right, guys, listen, we're going to get over to the Mando show. Thank you for being a, whatever you are, a fan listener. Yeah. Supporter. Or a hater. They might hate us. Yeah, dude. Hey, I hate listening to things. Yes, please. Please. If you're not part of the YHS Patreon, join at patreon.com slash yes, have some. Do it. Do it. Get access to all of our audio and video bonus content, including extreme toy anxiety. We do zoom hangs. We got the discord. We got the Instagram. So much fun. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, thank you for listening to us uh, plan out the future of all of our favorite franchises. I'm sure we, <laughs> I'm sure we're spot on we're, with all of it. We're yeah, all we're wrong, and every movie, every sequel from here until the end of time will have a dumb subtitle, and I know that. I'm just yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, raging mm-hmm. against it. Yes, well, all right. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Ghostbusters Fourth Dimension. No, I mean, yeah.
Mm-hmm. Form. Could have thought about it form, more than like two seconds, forming, probably. Forming. Ghostbusters form. We'll workshop it. All right, bye, everybody. Yes, have some.